Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello. Hello. So now we're doing something a little different. This is the first of uh, the Babylon 5 movies, although this is really more of a pilot. Yeah. Um, The Gathering. The Gathering is what it was called. This came out in 1993, a year before the first season. Well, one of that. Um, I was, let's see, I think it was like February 93, so I would have been like nine. Uh, But a year before the first season of Babylon 5 first came out. So I, I I gave you some some warnings about this at this beforehand. Yes, yes. You told me things were going to look a little different. Like all the all the characters are going to look different. The quality is going to be a little bit lower because it's you know we're going back in time mm-hmm. essentially. So. Uh, you were right. <laughs> very 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 right. But you didn't warn me about Delenn like having a man's face. Well, there is a reason for this actually. Okay. The initial intention was that. Lynn was a man. Oh, I'm sorry, what? The original idea at first for this pilot was that Lynn was actually going to be a man and then would actually become female when she became human. That is the most messed up. I don't, I... So in this episode, that was a man? In this episode, they were, but they, they, they draw her as a man. Originally, yes. I mean, in this episode, you was... That's basically why she had the chin and why she was able to carry that's why Garibaldi. why she looked like a man. And that's why she looked like a man. Carried Garibaldi like he was just... I think the man. plan was originally to, like, p- actually pitch her voice lower, like, digitally or something. She sounded like a woman, though. No, she did. And they, they realized that the voice pitching thing was not believable. <laughs> it, it didn't work. So they're, So by the time they actually got to season one... They dropped that whole idea. It was like Dylan was always going to be female. From okay, that, that, that's that would have made it even more weird. Like she's in a cocoon and now she's human and now she's a girl now. Yeah, it just goes to show how like out there Straczynski's thinking yes, was. Like that's I, really progressive of him. Yeah, and like to think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so yes, that there is a reason why Delenn was so weird. The other thing, the other thing about Delenn that was completely dropped from the series was those her power rings. (laughs) Her power rings, like her Infinity Stone rings. (laughs) There was a lot of them in that little hidden chamber. It's like good grief. Like what do they all do? If that one just causes pain, what do the rest? One finds kittens. <laughs> one uh, blows bubbles. One helps you find that where that weird smell is coming from. Uh. <laughs> yes, no, I, I I do remember watching the the commentary for this, and I think Straczynski said, "Yeah, we decided that was just way too much power for any one <laughs> ambassador to have." Yeah. Yeah. So, like, oh, we don't allow weapons on board, but your power rings—that's uh, cool. Yeah. Hopefully one of them like makes you like a Green Lantern or something. Huh. Not that any of the bastards ever followed the no weapon thing. Well, anyways. no. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. But yeah, so yeah, that's very understandable. Um, what do you think about Jakar's look here? Uh, he looks like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it feels like his his cheekbones are even more like pronounced. Like they they stick out even. They more. stuck out more, and, or like his eyes were sunken. Yes, in more. it makes his eyes more sunken in, and the coloring in his face is weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not bad. Yeah, um, but it's just way different than way, way weird. To be fair, the entire cinematography coloring of the entire episode was quite different from what they eventually went it didn't with. Seemed like it was steady coloring. I mean, like, there were some shots that like people just look different, like Jakar, for example. Mm-hmm. Jakar would just look different. In different shots, like, I don't even know what color you are. Yeah. Because. Why did Delenn also have, like, reptilian I 
skin spots? on top yeah. of her head. Spots? Oh, yeah. spots I'm like, she's like half Narn. That's or, true. Or Narn. That's a good point. She had some on the back I mean, of her I mean, they had those too. blue things later. I think they must change into the little kind of the blue... But oh, it was pretty narn like. It was pretty narn like. Then they, they, I imagine they realized that and like, mm, we need to like differentiate these a little bit more. And like, it felt like her bones were like you could actually move them. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was more like a headband. <laughs> they were. It looked like the glue was coming <laughs> on the sides there. I was like, that's not a solid. Well, end. poor, uh, poor Londo had like bozo hair. <laughs> it was very. Thick. <laughs> Very big and like thin. it was really thin. Well, it sat, the way it sat on his head, it was thin on the on the tops, but like right down by his ears, it was actually bigger. I felt yeah, like than usual. It was bizarre. It was quite bizarre. I do say the characters of Jakar and Lana were pretty. Oh yeah, consistent yeah. with mm-hmm. early. Yeah, Delan not as much. Hers was a little rough. Delan was much less like fortune cookie, just more straightforward. It was weird. Maybe again, that might be her trying to be, or them trying to make him mas- villain uh, masculine. Some of those traits that that seem really odd, I f- I feel like they're because they're trying to push him. The masculinity, to yeah, yeah. That's just my, th- no, my thought. I think that's. I think we should talk about some of the characters that did not make it into season one. Okay, well, w- one. one thing real quick oh, yeah. about, about you were saying, Blondo and Jikar are pretty much on point. I do enjoy how like. This episode really sets Jakar up as like the the enemy, which is even like in the very first episode of season one. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. you you think he's just going to be this aggressive warrior type? Which, I mean, which he is at that point, but you you would really have no idea from the setup how much of a change <laughs> he would go through. Uh, and Lana's like, "War, well, we should be done with that." I'm like, "Oh boy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." So but, many things like that. It's like, oh, if you only it, knew. And it does remind me. I mean, really, Garibaldi really, in many ways, is the I don't know the center, but he's a you know he's just a anchor to Battle on Five. He's been there constantly, and he's such he, he's he's yeah. always been there. He's always been Garibaldi. That's what he was talking about, like at the end of season five, where he was like, "Man, I feel like I'm the only one from the old guard here." Which, yeah, at that point in the show, he really was, yeah. like for command staff level. Oh anyway. no! It was just basically him, Lando, and Jakar were the only. Which I have to say, one thing about the other thing about Londo's look, I, I think him wearing like a bow tie and a necklace was a little much. That was weird. <laughs> they hadn't quite figured out his uh, wardrobe choices yet. Yeah, yeah, it was like halfway there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they weren't. They were like, "Is he a penguin? Is he? <laughs> is he?" <laughs> yeah, but yes. So all the command staff that uh, left. I guess we should talk first about uh, Laurel. Is that Laurel Takashima. <laughs> Blobby, blobby, blobby face. <laughs> she, yeah, she was. I don't think she made an expression actress. the whole movie. <laughs> like, how do you audition and get the part? And she felt like one of those like characters that should have just been like a a bit part. Like, uh huh. Yeah. You like those types that that just come on for an episode. Like at first, I was like, oh, she's terrible. Maybe she'll just have a small role. Oh no. <laughs> I, I, Timmy can verify me this. But I think if she had stayed on. She was going to be the one that shot Garibaldi in the back. I believe that's really? what I remember hearing. Yeah, she, yeah. she was going to be a traitor. Which, you know, which was interesting. There's a whole thing about how she used to break the rules all the time, but now she doesn't. Mm. I just, I wonder if that yeah. was... Because J. Michael, honestly, and we'll get to this later, he set up a lot of stuff in this pilot that ended up being used. Yeah, a lot of his, his main ideas are on display. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially season one, two stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, they talk about the Battle of the Line, the the Minbari War. um, The hole in Sinclair's mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's all really important season one stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of talk about what Vorlons are and how (laughs) special it is to look at one. I would say of the characters who didn't make it onto the regular show, I actually kind of like this doctor. I didn't think it was too bad. What? I bet he wouldn't have hit, it, hit on as many people. Well, true. He was already addicted to Tim's, though. That's not really. Yeah, <laughs> he he felt really like a grandpa about it. to me. Like, he could, he, I don't, he's but, also like, he shows up at the Christmas party, and he's the Santa. <laughs> he him, but he's not there. I'm going to say anything. I um, thought of the UN General Assembly whenever I saw him. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> yeah, my answer's a lot more fun. Well, I guess the, the fact yeah, that he good. sounded he sounded African. I'm not sure which African country he was supposed to be from, but he just sounded like... Like Franklin is clearly a, like an African American. Yes, but this guy would like sounded like he actually grew up in Africa. Mm-hmm. There was a- I think he's one of those guys that if you get you know he got a couple episodes of season one he would really develop a yeah or he felt like that maybe one of them. I mean it would be cur- I would I'm curious what sort of path he would have gone on because yeah like Zach said it doesn't really seem like he had like potential for a huge character growth he was already yeah. kind of the old grandpa kind yeah. of. But, but they do reference him in the actual show several thought. times. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the one that Franklin goes to. Doesn't he go to like back to Earth Dome to replace him? I think. I think Franklin goes to replace. But him. also, he was kind of uh, kept very close when Earth started shutting down because he knew so much about Vorlons. Yeah, yeah. He'd seen too much. Which I think is a story for why Lita w- got called back from Babylon Five because of her of her getting in touch with Akash, which. Yeah. Uh, had some ramifications down the road. For like her entire life. Her entire life. She's like, I don't want to do this. And like, oh, now you've changed your entire life. (laughs) Especially like she's so like, I can't scan someone without their permission. I could get kicked out of Psychor. Like, I would never want to do that. Oh, oh, you would never want that to happen. I mean, she, yeah, she's, I mean, she's, again, all the characters, but she's changed a lot by the end of season five when she's like, I will blow you all up with my brain. (laughs) And we get to see the uh, flip side of that conversation with uh, Lita and Jakar. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which they Ooh. acknowledge when they later like yeah. met like toward the very end of season five. Yeah. It's so weird to have that one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like, they, they never, it's funny, one, that they never crossed paths until, like, very late yeah. in that season. And then, like, they actually had to reference all that. And then Proto to Sakai. Oh, yes. Uh, Sinclair's old girlfriend who basically had all the functions of the new girlfriend the new girlfriend she was the most 90s person i have ever seen like she really was like everything else about babylon 5 just looks distinct like babylon 5 spacey stuff like yes it's dated but you know it's not like oh earth 90s no she's there and it's like yeah we're we're just not even doing any space stuff with her (laughs) she just has her own wardrobe that's Straight, yeah. Like that, fr- that, that frizzy hair. Yes, and... the hair and the earrings and the flannel and the. <laughs> I mean, the honestly, she too. acted exactly like the cop. I mean, I think it's just one of those things. Like, oh, we just got changed in person because, but yeah, basically, same role, basically. And then the giant guns. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the PBGs—they definitely got an upgrade. I, I, I know Zach complains about PBGs, but they're way better than what we had here. They made a fun noise, though. They did in, make a fun in, noise in this episode. I like—I got a kick out of the giant versions of them. I mean, they look—they look goofy, but man, they were kind of fun. They were kind of fun. And then no—they didn't have the crystals yet. They had just like giant data cards. Yeah, that's true. And ri- oh, yeah. wrist watches instead of instead oh, of the oh, those the were hand totally things. like. The spy sets that you get as a kid is like, spy on your sister. 
Like, so most of the, I, I really do think most of the improvements they made over the time were nice. They were like, they felt a little more like distinct university as opposed to mm-hmm. generic yeah. 90s yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. I think some of the other choices they probably had to make for season one in terms of the look of the station, I imagine they, they realized their lighting setups were way too complicated. <laughs> yes. uh, because there were so many weird... I mean, for one thing, the station was really dark. It was lot, super it was dark. very dark. I mean, I, I think they, they may have gone too far the other way. Because I remember... blinding, like... Spotlights. Spotlights going on and like weird strobe lights in the elevators and things like that. <laughs> no, like yeah. no epilepsy on. Oh, man. Seizure elevators. Well, like but, even uh, in the command station, like the lights constantly from the ship. And, I, and like, or like in the um, the uh, council chambers, you have these lights coming terrible. from the floor and stuff, <laughs> like making everyone look spooky and all the time. And from the ceiling and from, but. Yeah. Or like, and even in that like one area where Lita and Jigar had that conversation, I think there was like coming from the floor in there, and it made them look like really creepy. Kind of like <laughs> yeah. Um, now in season one, they went maybe a little too far the other direction. They used like soap opera lighting, where yeah. like yeah. everything was super bright. And, yeah. Um, and then they kind of they found a good balance. They found a good balance by season three, at the very even when, a little bit. Two, two was a lot better than one. Two I is, yeah, even two was improvement. It's, it's interesting, just the like transition from whatever was in. Straczynski's head into TV like at first it just really ru- like just like we gotta do 90s B it felt you know a little bit B-movie-ish and then finally mm. move off the that's a good edges. point yeah it did feel a little like again maybe because of that like two darkness area and like neon lights everywhere and, and, you know you're probably doing dirt cheap you haven't made any sense I mean when you have a TV show you can keep building that, the sense of it that's true I mean again this is not too long, uh, about 10 years after Blade Runner. So the, there were certain people that, like, if you're not going for, like, the Star Trek vibe, you might, your, your first mm-hmm. inclination might go, like, Blade Runner And it's style. supposed to be a more gritty science fiction than Yeah, so that, Star Trek. that may be another reason why it was so dark and ridiculous. But, you got, but with the hair and then the, you know. But probably they finally realized, okay, with a, like, regular TV budget, we can't keep doing this. Because yeah. I, from my experience in film school, Lighting is the the thing that took forever to set up, and if like on a on like a weekly basis, you can't go out doing that kind of stuff. It's too much of a time suck. It's too much of a time drain. Yeah, yeah. but the, I'm glad they did find the right balance with that in seasons two and three. Hey, questions I have. Yes. How does Vorlon shake your hand? <laughs> that, yeah, that was weird. I don't have an explanation. And how for do you that. poison an incorporeal being? Into <laughs> that too, or even poison it. I mean, it's got the encounter suit on. It stuck its hand out. Yeah. Well, no, but that in, hand in Lita's vision. That was from Lita's vision, so she was just seeing we, it as herself. We've yeah, never seen a hand. Help Kosh stop smoking. <laughs> I mean, the, if anyone would know how to do it, Mimbaris would. Yeah. I mean, that makes actually more sense because, like, or she, I'm like, he would have no clue how to do this. Yeah, that's but true. Mimbari would be the most likely to have to figure something out. Yeah, that's. that's so anyways, I just, I, that was a little, I, I, there's probably an explanation. Uh, never probably, shook anybody's hand after. <laughs> Maybe that's why. He's like, okay, we're, 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 we're not doing that. We're getting rid of the, We didn't um, get any Kosh, Kosh-isms though. Yeah, I wonder if they just hadn't decided on his voice yet. If they, because we, yeah, we didn't hear him say anything. Yeah. I will yeah. say the lighting is way better than the flashlight in like episode one of season one. <laughs> that's Remember yeah, the flashlight when they open up the the kosh and like there's this flashlight walking oh, yeah. behind the screen <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, that was the, the, that was much better. You can tell like that might have been something they remastered yeah. when they redid. Yeah, it could be. 
I'm curious. So we, we were reading on Wikipedia beforehand how, um, so this, this was a pilot, but then when TNT got Babylon 5, they did a, like a special edition of this and like remastered and like added some stuff that wasn't in there before. And I'm, I am curious which bits of dialogue, I, I bet some of it might've been that like conversation between like Sinclair and Delenn at the end there, where he was like asking some questions mm, about maybe. the hole in his mind. Just little bits of dialogue that, like... I do wonder have... they redid the computer-generated stuff. Because it looked more, like, season later season quality. Well, here... I mean, you're going to get into the the yeah, specification. Let, yeah. let me talk about my... Let me get into my video nerd here stuff here a little bit. So, one thing I noticed pretty early into this episode was that I think this might have originally been shot in 4x3. And not in the widescreen. And not in widescreen. Because... It it looked a little squished, you know, like when you when you like stretch a four by three thing to fill a, a sixteen by nine thing. It looked a little squished, but the CG stuff quality was actually better than what we've been mm-hmm. seeing in a lot of this show. And I think that's because when they did the the tran- this transfer to DVD, they realized you know when DVDs were coming out, oh, we have this widescreen thing now. This yeah. is something people are used to. So we since we actually shot this stuff in sixteen by nine even though it was shown on TV in 4x3, we can actually use this. Well, the problem was all the the CG special effects had been rendered out in 4x3 because that's all that was going to be on TV in the mm-hmm. first place. So when anytime you see special effects on this, they're going back not from like the original film stock, but to like, and not even NTSC, they're going back to PAL, which is the, which is the European format for video. Okay, I, I'm not with you anymore, but I am listening. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they're using they're using PAL footage, four by three footage, and zooming it in to go oh, into four by three. Okay. So it's not only the fact that it's old CGI; it's also Closer. old and stretched out. It's like <laughs> yeah. it, the the pic. It's like when, anytime you like expand a, a some a picture beyond its right. pixel limit, right. like it, it just you can looks. Tell. You can tell, and that, and every scene where you see any like outer space shot, any green screen stuff, any time that there's special effects stuff, it's it's had that happen to it. Yeah, and we've mentioned that it makes some of the scenes look kind of funky. Yeah, and it'll go back. And you can tell the difference anytime you go back and forth between scenes that don't have any special effects and those that do. Yeah. It's not necessarily just the fact that it's old CG, although you know some, some of that, some of that is. But I think that's one reason why the CG actually looks better it does look in this. Good in this one than a lot, like which the, is sad. Yeah, like the roller coaster uh, shuttle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is weird because I thought I saw another shot where they were in a shuttle that didn't have yeah, like people the, just like standing up, like yeah. Well, well, I thought I was thinking like in physics maybe because it, you know in the center of the thing you have no gravity, so maybe it was to keep them grounded. Yeah, yeah, you know, but they never do it later on, so maybe. When you're moving forward, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the one. Yeah, I don't know. I imagine they had a scientific reason. Reason, for yeah, it. yeah. I don't maybe know. it's because the station was still new. They had to. <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. Anyway, that's that's my video nerd thing. I was thinking about that the whole episode. But, <laughs> but it is interesting for all the things that like changed and um, you know between characters' look and cast changes and the, the whole design of the show. There was a lot that they did use from this pilot that they would keep referencing later yeah. on. No, I mean they did make it canon, and there was a lot of stuff he set up that he he obviously knew that he obviously knew big events that he wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like and, all the times I was like, "Did we know this?" And you're like, "Yeah, it's in the pilot." I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And they acknowledge in the first episode, Ivanova is new to the station. Franklin mm-hmm. came in later than some of the other ones. And they, you know, it's kind of neat that when they made the first episode, they actually tried to keep that continuity despite some of the weird look. But largely, it's visual stuff that changed, not like, yeah. outside of Delenn. Yeah, plot stuff. Which I don't think they. I don't think we ever saw like a flashback to any of the characters that changed. But I do feel like we saw a flashback to that one bar guy saying, "There's a hole in your mind." I think we did. Yeah. I think we did see that flashback at some point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh wait, we've got one very important character. Okay, Mr. Morden. Mr. Morden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Morden as a, a CNC tech. He was DJing on CNC, <laughs> and he was awesome. <laughs> yeah, they did replace him with the other guy who's awesome. It's strange because he's dressed in all in white. Well, yeah. Yeah. how ironic! <laughs> <laughs> oh, very ironic indeed. But they replaced him with the other cool guy in CNC. Oh, what's his name? Um, I picture him as like a Brian. Or yeah, but that yeah, I I used to know his name. Uh, yeah, Jason. We knew him not too long ago. I want to say Keffer, but that's no, dumb no, 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 not him. Not, not, not <laughs> wait, 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 who, who, who? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Right. Corwin. Corwin. Yeah, I think Jay that's Corwin. Yeah, 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 that's his name. Yeah, he, he's he's cool. Actually, I do really, enjoy, I did enjoy that scene where like the whole station got off its axis. Yeah, it was good sign. I mean, it was cut together really nicely. I thought it was exciting. I do notice even. In this episode, Straczynski shows off his habit of having the music playing way too loud. Mm-hmm. You should not let your music compete with the dialogue. Especially when it's like a big, emotional-filled scene. Yeah, like, like where he was where he was talking about the Battle of the Line. Yeah. like, I can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, thankfully I know what he's saying, but still, like that was... Yeah, J. Michael likes his loud music. That's probably his biggest fault as a showrunner. Now, I don't know if it's better balanced in like, other TVs than mine, but it's always, I mean, it's always a little... No, I'd imagine pushing. that's that's pretty clear across I'm, the board. Yeah, I don't know. It, it happened off enough in the show. I'm not convinced it's your TV. I, I, did, I did enjoy that song playing, though. The Battle Line song is great. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we got. Yep. After this, next movies are... We don't have this production problem. This is, <laughs> They're all this, done after season four. All done after season four. So everybody yes. looks normal. normal. Yes. And some after season five, right? Or just the... Yeah. Call to Arms would be... Call to Arms is definitely after and season And Legend five. of the Rangers. Well, yeah. 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 So, but next time, um, In the Beginning, which is all about the Earthman-Bari War. Ooh. And it, yes. It's, and it's a good one. It's a very good one. I'm looking forward to it. So, and we hope you are too. Thanks for listening to this special first um, TV movie edition of the Weekly Hijack and Babylon 5. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. This is Brianna. Bye-bye.